Welcome to Swimming Upstream, where we talk about Catholicism, technology, culture and politics, baseball, and whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. Hello and welcome. Today I think I want to be a little contrarian. With the abuse crisis going on in the Catholic Church, a lot of people are angry at the church, and I'm among them. I'm very angry at the church. Uh, at church leaders, I should say, at what they've done, what they've allowed to happen in the church. And this has been a time of great scandal. There are people who are leaving the Catholic Church. I just saw not too long ago a young man online who was considering becoming Catholic, and now he thinks he just can't become Catholic. How could this church be a church of Christ when so much is going on wrong with it? He said it's even demonic what's happening. And I wouldn't disagree with him that I do think there is a demonic element to this. But what I want to talk about today was reasons why I love being Catholic. Even in this time of crisis, I still love being Catholic. Let's be honest, the Catholic Church to many is a joke. Many people today consider it a joke. And I can't blame them coming from a, a, a secular, a non-person uh, of faith perspective. I can see why they think that. And we have to realize that, that the, that the Church does look like a joke to many people. And in fact, you know, we've seen a mass exodus out of the church over the previous decades, and I think this is only going to continue, especially as these things come out. More and more people are going to leave the church. More and more people are going to um, uh, not join the church when they might have in the past. So the church is going to become smaller. Many decades ago, uh, Joseph Ratzinger, before he became Pope Benedict XVI, he prophesied about the church. He said, the church will become small and will have to start pretty much all over again. It will no longer have use of the structures it built in the years of prosperity. And I think we're seeing this happen in real time. But I think it's still important that we remember, those of us who are Catholic, why it is we're Catholic. Not only why we're Catholic, because that can get very um, intellectual and staid. We can just simply say, well, I'm Catholic because it's the one true church, because it teaches the truth, because it was founded by Christ. All these things are true, and there are reasons to be Catholic. But what I, want to, what I think we should say is, why do we love being Catholic? I'm not just Catholic because I have to be. And yes, there are days when it's not fun to be Catholic. There are days when, you know, you don't like being Catholic necessarily, but every day we should love being Catholic. So I want to give five reasons today why I love being Catholic. These aren't all the reasons, but these are five particular reasons for me why I love being Catholic. The first one is the sacraments. The sacraments are really uh, the means of holiness for each one of us in the church. In fact, a lot of people get hung up and they get tripped up on, on the four marks of the church. The church is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. They're like, wait a second, holy? Are you kidding me? I mean, look at what's going on. How can you say the church is holy? It makes it sound like we're saying everybody who's a member of the church is a saint. But that's not what it means when we say the church is holy. What we're really saying is that the church has the means to holiness. The way that you, become, you can become holy in this life is through the Catholic Church, through the sacraments. They give you the grace needed so that you might be holy. And so in the church, what we find is, the reason I love being Catholic is because in the church we find the sacraments. We find the means that I can become holy. Yes, maybe there's a lot of evil around me, but that doesn't mean I have to slip into it. It doesn't mean I have to, to succumb to it. I can actually be holy, believe it or not, through the power of the sacraments. And fortunately, the church has always made clear that the, 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 the validity of the sacraments 
is not dependent upon the holiness or the, even the worthiness of, it, of their ministers. And so a priest could be a terrible person and the sacraments he uh, celebrates are still valid. So if you've been confirmed by Cardinal McCarrick, former Cardinal McCarrick, then that, that, that's still a valid confirmation. If you've received the Eucharist from him, the Mass he celebrated, that's still a valid Eucharist. If you've gone to confession to somebody like uh, former Cardinal McCarrick, that is a valid confession. Your sins are forgiven. And that's a great thing to know. And so really, the truth is, I can't imagine living without the sacraments. I simply can't imagine being able to get through the day, getting through the week, not being a complete jerk, a complete a-hole, without, without the sacraments. They are what you know, gives me the strength to get through each day and at least strive for holiness. I'm not there yet. Hopefully I will be one day. But at least they give me the ability to try to be holy. And so the sacraments are really uh, the first reason why I love being Catholic. The second reason I love being Catholic is the long tradition of prayer in the church. Now, every religion really has prayer. I mean, you know, the Muslims pray, Jewish people pray, Protestants pray, Catholics pray. You know, we all pray. We all acknowledge there's something beyond us in this world. Beyond this world, I should say. And so we pray. We pray because we want to connect to that. But I have found that only in the Catholic Church do we have such a tradition of prayer, such a deep prayer life that really is something that, that, that allows us to tap into that mystery of the world beyond us. It allows us to tap into that and, and see that there is something more to this life. When we get consumed by the scandals and by the evil of this world, it can be very easy to con consume by that, I grant you. If you try to read that Pennsylvania Attorney General's report of what happened in, in, over the decades in those six dioceses in, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, it's horrifying. It's awful. I mean, it's just terrible. The evil in there and the demonic nature of what happened is just very clear. And so you can start to think that the whole world is that. That's all that, that's all that is in the world. But the truth is there's something beyond this world. And it's through prayer that we really kind of tap into that. We really connect to that. And I'm not one who's, I'm not a mystical, I'm not a mystic. I'm not one who has mystical experiences in prayer or anything like that. But what I find is that in, in reading how the saints pray, they teach us how to pray, like somebody like St. Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross. It allows me to, to at least experience a little bit of that, the fact that this world is more than just physical, it's spiritual. I mean, there's angels all around us. I mean, there's an angel in this room right now as we're recording it, maybe more than one, hopefully more than one. I need more than one. But the point is, there's, there is a life, there is a, a world beyond this physical world. And prayer, and, and especially prayer as taught by the Catholic Church, is a way that we can, can connect to that, that world that's beyond us. And so that's the second reason why I love uh, being Catholic. A third reason, I, a third, <laughs> get my numbers right. A third reason I love being Catholic is the saints. Only in the Catholic Church can we find somebody like a St. Francis of Assisi or a Mother Teresa, I should say St. Teresa of Calcutta. And I've always loved reading the stories of the saints. I've always loved to hear their experiences. And at a time like today, at a time of crisis and scandal, it's particularly uplifting to see all these saints. And here's something that we don't always think of as we read the stories of the saints. God raises up saints particularly in times of crisis. You know, I, I've, I've often criticized Catholic traditionalists for saying this is one of the worst times in the history of the church. I thought, no, that's overstating. You guys just haven't read history enough to, to really realize how bad things have been in the past. 
But actually, I think I need to apologize to them. I do think we're probably living in one of the worst times in the history of the church. I think, we've, I think there's three major times of crisis that the church really uh, fell in a valley, so to speak. And I think this is one of them. The first was in the fourth century, the Arian crisis. The second was in the 16th century with the Protestant uh, re uh, Revolution, and then today. And I think really, we, all, so many people leaving us, so many crises happening with the, the bishops and the priests, I think you can't say this isn't a terrible time. But what we see from those previous times, from the 4th century and the 16th century particularly, is that God raises up saints. He raises up a Saint Athanasius. He raises up an Ignatius of Loyola. He raises up a, a, a Teresa of Avila, Philip Neri. He raises up saints to, to lift us up out of the, the mess we've gotten ourselves in. Because it's because of us that we get in this mess. It's not God's fault. We get into the mess, and then God reaches down and he picks us up out of it. And he does it through the saints. And so I think the, the, the fact that the church has produced saints in every age, in every time, every place, I think that is a reason to love being Catholic. Because we know that God will take care of the church through the saints. We might not see it. In fact, there might be saints today that we don't know about that God sees. Maybe it's a stay-at-home mother who is offering up all of her sacrifices of her life for the good of the church. And that, that's keeping us, you know, basically from falling apart completely. Maybe it's a monk in a monastery who's praying all day. Maybe it's a, a businessman who is just working his tail off, supporting his family, doing what he can, but living a saintly life. All these are reasons to love the church, that the church can produce these people, the saints. Okay, a fourth reason I love being Catholic is the history, the culture of the, of the Catholic Church. You know, the Catholic Church has survived 2,000 years, and it's not only survived, but it's thrived at many times, and it's given so much to the world through its history. And it's given us things like uh, architecture, art, um, music, liturgy. Yes, I know today we've lost a lot of that. We've kind of pushed that into the closet and forgot about it. But the fact is, it still is part of our culture, part of our history. And it's a reason to love being Catholic. If you go to a typical suburban parish today and it's bland and the music is bland and it's just blah, blah, blah each week, I ask you, I beg you, find a Catholic church that is beautiful, has beautiful music, and at least visit it. Even if it's a two-hour drive, at least visit it to remind yourself of the great patrimony of the Catholic church. It's a reason to love being Catholic. I'm fortunate the parish I go to is beautiful, has beautiful music, and beautiful art, architecture, all of that. And so I'm reminded of that on a weekly basis, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. But it's a reason to love being Catholic is this great history and culture of the church. The fifth reason I love being Catholic is really the number one reason. I, I wanted to save the best for last, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a reason to love being Catholic. Jesus is the reason for everything. He is the reason we exist, and everything about our faith should be centered around Jesus Christ our love for him. We should cling to him above all else. You know, in, in John 6, when, when Jesus first introduced this idea of eating his flesh and drinking his blood, so many disciples left him. It was a scandal. It was a legitimate scandal in that case because he was teaching truth and they left because of it. And then he turned to the apostles and he said, are you going to leave too? And St. Peter said some beautiful words. He said, where else, where, where else are we to go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's how I feel about during times of crisis in the Catholic Church. Where else am I going to go? It is only in Jesus Christ and in his church, the Catholic Church, that we will find the truth and the beauty and, and the love that we need to get out of this scandal. 
And so where else are we going to go? We can't leave the Catholic Church because this is where Christ has called us. And so Jesus Christ is the number one reason that we should love being Catholic because we can cling to him in the Catholic Church. We can encounter him directly in the sacraments, through the Eucharist, through confession, through all the sacraments. We encounter him directly. And so Jesus Christ gives us that reason to love being Catholic, not just to be Catholic because we have to be, but to be Catholic because we love Jesus, and because we love Jesus, we love his church, and we love being members of his church. The church is the bride of Christ. That means, you know, our Lord loves her so deeply, and so are we not going to love the bride of Christ? Of course we are. And so we love being Catholic because we love Jesus Christ. Okay, now, those are five reasons. Of course, there could be many more, but I just want to say this. It's okay to be angry at what's going on in the church right now. But don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't get discouraged. You can be angry, but don't get discouraged. Love the church. And out of your love for the church, work to reform it. Work to improve it. Work to do things to make it better. We need to do that, of course. But we do that out of love. Not out of just obligation, but out of love for the church. And so the number one thing, of course, we can always do is we can work to become holy. We can work to love the church even more each day. Love the members of the church. Love those who have been victimized by church leaders been victimized and scandalized and left the Catholic Church, we can love them as well. And we do that by loving the church. And so we hate the sin that's in it, but we love the church itself. Okay, well that's it for today. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.